welcome to the Pillow Talk Podcast, brought to you by Local Flavor Productions. You can find us across social media at Pillow Podcast. Now here are your hosts, Nick, Jeremy, and Bill. When you say all right, it makes me feel all right. Hey! Yeah, let's, okay. let's, uh, uh, nothing happened before this. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to the Pillow Welcome. Talk Podcast. Welcome episode to... 100 and something. Yeah. Episode 101 Dalmatians. Because <laughs> well, it's no, a movie you... episode. Hold on, hold on. Did you, you, you got to your 100 milestone and you just stopped counting after that? <laughs> well, ah. I don't have my normal notes with me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> because Mrs. Heron was sleeping and I didn't want to wake her. That's best. Yeah. It's best. Yeah. It's 102, though. Is it? One, yeah, this is 102. Yeah, it's 102. 102 Dalmatians, the Man, sequel. The sequel. No, they are not making one of those this year. No? So They're making... This is our annual, sort of annual, semi-annual? Semi-annual? Mostly it's annual. It's our semi-annual... Mostly, because we didn't do it last year. Movie yeah, preview we? episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or episodes... Episodes. Yeah. Which is probably going to, yeah, because otherwise it'll be, remember that was a two hour thing we did last time, Nick. Oh. <laughs> We're just going to divide that into two episodes. how do we do that? We you were at I. work. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or you were not at work, is ever the case. Uh, were, I feel like we were at work. <laughs> I feel like we probably just took a long lunch. Yeah. No, Man. I think that was after I stopped working at that place. Who was my super, well, so maybe it was over Skype. We probably just did it over Skype. I don't know. It's fine. It all blends together. Whatever. Who cares? Yeah, it's fine. That place can go fuck itself. What? Yeah. Who just said that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so there's not a whole lot that comes out. We're just going to go month by month. Is that okay with you guys? Oh, yeah. Because I have it month by month. Sounds good to me. Uh, okay. See, I was. I, hopefully you're not going to throw me off here because I wrote them all down, but I just kind of did it as I was scrolling, but I have Perfect. no idea what months these were in. So Okay. So we'll go month by month. How about that? Sounds like a plan to me. All right, so in my, from what I could tell, there's not a whole lot that comes out in January, except um, I did want to touch on Glass. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it, it came out last it's week. It's got some so polarizing reviews. Have, have you guys, I mean, you saw the preview, obviously. Um, I didn't particularly care for Unbreakable. Yeah. No, I, I didn't either, and I feel like I'm in the minority with that. Like, a lot of people really enjoyed that. Oh, I felt I like it was like a decent it. movie until it got to the very end, and then it was just kind of, everything felt kind of rushed and crammed in at the end where he was tying up storylines. Well, and it, it I, suffered from the from the M. Night Shambhala, which I understand isn't how you pronounce his name, but yes, it is. Uh, uh, he just, he sucks at endings. Well, I think that that's why he's good at twist endings, is because... I mean, it's easy to make an ending and and then be like, hey, go in a different way with it. It's a twist. It's a twist. I mean, I I am actually excited to see Glass. Um, you saw the one with uh, the crazy guy, though. Yeah, Split. Split. I did see Split. Um, and I, I, like, so I don't know if it's like that I just want to see the trilogy complete or what. 
I also think they missed a tag, missed the opportunity for a tagline: "Ask gas or glass, nobody rides for free." But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jeremy, what do you do with this? Sometimes I, I got nothing. I'm really good at marketing. <laughs> why? Yeah, why aren't you marketing for a Fortune 50 company? It's getting there. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean, I, I think because. I mean, we all know I'm a completionist. I have to, like, complete the tr- it's the ma- it's the Matrix curse. I have to see all three. So yeah. So I, I I mean I'm excited. I heard that the ending is people are upset about it. Some people like it, and I'm interested to see what it is. In the end, is Bruce Willis a ghost? Yeah, it's actually all in. Um, they bring back a twenty-year-old a, a Haley Joe Osment. And he's yeah, Haley sees Joe any Osment. of these people. That's right. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's all in the Sixth Sense universe. I think that. Or, or it all maybe takes, inter- <laughs> takes place a hundred years ago, <laughs> like in the it, village. Sir, no, no, it doesn't take place. Hey, you know what? I actually ago. didn't. I, I didn't mind that movie of all of his. The village I actually thought was a pretty interesting concept. Yeah, I've I, never, I've never stood up during a movie at the ending of it and booed and thrown my popcorn at a movie except wow. for at the village. I stood literally the ending of the village. I, there was people in theater. I stood up and went boo. And I threw my popcorn at the screen and left. I was very upset. microphone and walked out of the theater. No, I, literally it was, I, it was, it was the NCG cinema in Clio, Michigan. And I, I distinctly remember there wasn't like a lot of people. There was enough. And I was like, boo. I just remember watching it going, yeah, they're going to find like a cell phone or something in here. You know, I mean, yeah. See, I don't know. You, You can like, you can complain about that, but at least conceptually, I thought that was a better idea to craft a movie around than what was the other one with Mark Wahlberg, the happening. Oh, I see. I see the happening. Where it was so spoiler alert, basically plants are killing everyone with special chemicals that they're making. They're oh. like, yeah, it's bad. Yeah, I lost out. Um, I stopped watching his movies with uh, Lady in the Water, not Lady in the Water. Lady in the yeah, Tramp? Lady in the Water. Oh, Paul I, Giamatti. I don't think I saw that one. He was a pool I guy. I didn't see that. It was awful. Then there was a Lady in the Water. Yep, those lady who lived in the pool, and I'm like, okay, I'm done with this crap. It was like the beginning of The Shape of Water. No, that was totally different. The Shape of Water wasn't bad. It was weird, too. Did sure. you guys see that one? No. no. Yeah, that was weird. My wife and I watched that one. Oh, okay. It was odd. Essentially, sure. it was like a uh, a sequel, a sort of a sequel to like Creature from the Black Lagoon, and mm-hmm. and you see the Creature from the Black Lagoon's penis, and that could yeah. be done without that. Nah, it's okay. He always yeah. wanted to know what the creature of the Black Goons Wiener was. It, it, was it so, an Audi? Was it an Audi or was it an Innie? It was an Audi. Like the Chewbacca thing. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It was, he was more man than Chewbacca. Okay. So was there like a scene where he was like, I imagine he was in a fish tank at some point. Oh, yeah. Was there like a scene where like he was. <laughs> Shrinkage. No, where he was swimming by the fish tank, like the, the window in between, like where everyone's watching him and his dong just scrapes across the window. <laughs> nope. That <laughs> was like, a missed opportunity. That, Makes that squeegee sound that. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
They blew that one. They did not. Uh, they forgot to put that in the final. Maybe that's in the director cut. I hope mm-hmm. it is. Like just like. <laughs> now, didn't that like didn't that get nominated for yeah. best picture or something, it or sure did it did. win? Or... Uh, I don't remember if it won, but I mean, it was certainly up. It was up for Oscars and stuff. Um, the concept looked interesting. I mean, it was an interesting movie. It was just a little weird. I just remember people on the internet calling it Grinding Nemo. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> and I was like, I, I have no, I, I don't want to see this movie, but I really want to see this movie. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I'm horrified by that, but like a car wreck, I, mean, I can't take my eyes away from it. It was stunningly an accurate portrayal of the movie. It wasn't oh. bad. It was just, it was weird. Well, I guess, I mean, envelopes have to be pushed sometimes. Yeah, and it just, it was a neat idea. I could have just done without the, you know, have a platonic love story, but whatever, it's fine. That, sure. that was two years ago. Okay. Um, okay, so Glass. You guys yeah. obviously not rushing out to see it in the theater. I might actually oh, go no. see it. I might actually go see it um, in discussions to go see it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. So Nick might see it in the theater. Jeremy, are you waiting for video or are you just skipping it? Uh- I will probably see it, but I will. That, that's not going to be one that I'm going to have to worry about babysitters to go to the theater with. I'll I'll wait for the streaming Blu-ray, whatever you want to call it. Makes sense. The, the whatever. Yep. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Moving mm-hmm. on to February. Ah, uh, the love month. The love month, and and there's actually two kids movies that I wrote down for February. Oh. Uh, Lego Movie Two. Yes. What do you guys yep. think? I'm excited. Oh, I will be there with bells yep. on. I'm excited bells. about that. Yep. Mm-hmm. I know that I, I, I know your take on the original. Didn't like it. Nope. Are you excited really? about this one? I did not like the Lego movie. Um, you didn't like it because of the weird message that it had. Here's the way. Okay. Here's, and I, I think I've said it on the podcast before, but in case I yeah. haven't, here's, here's why I didn't like the Lego movie. So I've watched a lot of Lego stuff. Duff. We've watched all the little Star Wars Legos movies. I've watched the Crash Powers. We've watched Ninjago. Um, I still haven't seen the Ninjago movie, but Pretty the fun. Lego movies are always like we've played the video games. They're always very tongue in cheek, right? Mm-hmm. They're kind of corny. You know, George Lucas is in you know the <laughs> the Star Wars Legos movies. You know, so they're always fun. They're tongue in cheek. The Lego movie was most certainly not that. It was. Um, I mean, it was. It had a very dark, a very serious message, message, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that the you only didn't part want I really liked was what that you didn't want in a Lego movie. No, I didn't want that in a Lego movie. I wanted it well, to be hold fun. On. Now, hold on a second. Was, so, what? What's what's the message? Because I I also thought there was a message, but I did not find it dark or I just found anything it, other than. I guess maybe not. It's just it, I found it a very adult theme. It just it was very. You know, here's this guy who is totally different from everybody else, who for the whole movie, people are just putting him down relentlessly. Um, and he hangs his hat on the fact the whole time that, you know, he that he's the special, you know. He's something, he's something that everyone's making fun of him, but it's okay because he's he's special, and then he's not. Gotcha. See, I don't know. I I saw it a little bit differently because I felt, especially with the the live action cutscenes that you sure. got at the end of it, yep. that the entire thing was kind of crafted around this idea of being 
you know, supporting and celebrating the idea of being creative, right? Okay. Like as opposed to having this overly structured, you know, constantly follow the directions world. I'm my my kids challenge me with this every day. Like I was one of the people who had, you know, every Lego set with the instructions in its own little box or Ziploc bag, totally organized. And my kids will get these amazing Lego sets that I would have killed for. And they're all just in these giant bins all yep. mixed up. <laughs> I sit there and just like get into twitching attacks when I look at it. But I thought that I thought that part of the message was really positive about it. And I would also disagree about the tongue in cheek because there's a scene in there where Emmett's talking about all the different things that are offered by that the Octane Corporation does. Uh-huh. And it's this list of like, you know, amusement parks and all this. And then they get to the end and they're like surveillance cameras, all history books. And he's like, wait, what? So <laughs> yeah, there little, were, there the were little drops little, that are in there. Yeah. I mean, I, I really enjoyed the scene with, uh, with the Millennium Falcon in there. Um, I loved when, um, uh, when Morgan Freeman was introducing him, you know, it's, Michelangelo and Michelangelo and Abraham Lincoln. And it's, I thought some of that was fun, but it was just very, um, I don't know. It was, it was most certainly not what I was expecting. Um, I've watched it since tried to watch it with an open mind to try to enjoy it more. I just, I still just can't get behind it. Now like the Lego Batman oh. movie. Mm-hmm. I love the Lego Batman movie far less serious. But so if you, um, if you haven't seen, so here, here's the weird progression with the Lego movies. I kind of like that. I did not have very high expectations of the Lego movie, and I think it was another one of the the huge list of, you know, I got it on Black Friday for three bucks or something. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have very high expectations for it, and I was really pleasantly surprised when I watched it. I thought they did a very good job. I thought they did it without making it look cheap or corny. The animation was really well done. Yep. I actually thought the series overall, and we have all three of the movies, but I thought the series took a step backwards with the Batman movie. I thought the writing was decent. I had a problem with the animation because we went and saw it in the theater, and I felt like they took whatever progress they had made with the Lego movie, and they tried to kick the animation up. And to me, everything moved too fast. The, like the, the sets and the builds were too elaborate, and I just had a hard time following it visually. I thought the writing was good, but visually I didn't think it worked as well for me as the other one did. Now, they, they kind of went backwards when the Ninjago movie came out. Again, I was kind of, you know, after watching the TV shows and the computer animated stuff that they've done, it's like, okay, whatever. I actually think the Lego Ninjago movie is the funniest one out of all three of them. So, yeah. they, they make a they live reference from Rowdy Roddy <laughs> Piper in the Lego Ninjago movie. I, and I need to watch the Ninjago movie, uh, if for no other reason that my uh, my stepsister's daughter has a speaking role in it. Um, really? Then you definitely. Yeah, do. my um, my stepsister, her husband, uh, good friends with um, Chris Miller, um, the director, well, one of the directors of the Lego movie, um, and so he. So should we? Um, do, do you oftentimes ask him about Solo? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Sorry, sorry, that was right there. I couldn't resist. <laughs> no, uh, and I've never met him, but I've been in a room with him uh, for what that counts for. Um, but uh, and so my stepsister, uh, her daughter uh, is. If you're watching, uh, she's apparently there's a scene at school, and there's a girl with braces. Uh, yeah. Who says something? It's that's who. Uh, that's who she is. Oh, oh. what? That's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah I awesome. still need to watch it. My kids like it, um, but I haven't watched it. But uh, <laughs> as far as your your animation comment, Jeremy, um, with the Batman movie, um, 
Yeah, I can see what you're saying. Um, I just, I, I just need my Lego. See, and I went into the Lego movie with really high hopes because we we love everything Lego in my house. I mean, I bet you if you go look in my son's jeans right now, he's got three minifigs in his pockets. It's just oh yeah, uh, you know, and he's eleven, and and this has been going on since he was four, and so. Um, we were just there's we were my, just disappointed there, that the tone was in my house right now. Yeah, um, I was just disappointed that the tone was so so far removed from all of the other Lego movies we'd watched. That's all. I think that that's. I I think I've said this on the podcast too, um, but I think that that was your problem with the first Lego movie was you came in expecting something different. Yep. Yeah. And it was it was something very very different than what you expected. And it was hard for you to wrap your head around that. Um, not, and not wrap your head around it's the wrong word, but it was hard to. It's been hard to hard embrace it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Because yeah. it's like it's like going into a movie and thinking that this is going to be about monsters attacking people in the olden times, and then finding out there's a wall, and <laughs> you know, and they <laughs> and they had to you know leave society because. <laughs> And then you're like, boo, and you throw your popcorn at <laughs> Boo, you throw your popcorn. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. So it sounds like both entire, of you guys this are... This entire episode is going to be Nick finding ways to burn M. Night Shyamalan for every movie reference that we make. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, so it sounds like both of you will be hitting the theaters for this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I will. Uh, my There's no way my kids are going to let me uh, pass that up. They already know it's coming out. They already have it on the calendar, so... Yep. See, and I think mine will want to, but I think that uh, that we will pass it up for the next movie that comes out in February, How to Train Your Dragon 3. Oh, yeah. That yep. kind of came out of nowhere, didn't it? Mm-hmm. The third and final movie in the How to Train Your Dragon trilogy. Hmm. Interesting. See, and that's hard for me to accept that as a film trilogy because they have an entire animated series on Netflix <laughs> for... of 19 seasons of TV right, shows. Right, like How have. to Train Your Dragon... Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. you know, fine, whatever. But those were, I mean, those were pretty decent. I, I don't know that, I, I kind of feel the same way about, uh, you know, I, I don't know whether you have uh, Toy Story 4 on your list of 2019 movies, it's but it's the same here. thing. It, it's kind of like, I didn't really see after the end of the second one of those movies where the opportunity was to do a third one. But I felt the same way about Ice Age 4 and Ice Age 5, so. <laughs> I think you can say that with, five. I think you can say that with a lot of, um, move, like kids' movies. Like, why are you there making are, a second are, one? Let me tell you, there are a lot of sequels on this list we're going to talk about too. Oh sure, the movies. I'm but, uh, I'm I I I'm not a hu- hugely into that series because uh, my kids haven't gotten into it yet. But I'm sure that once they do, we will be yeah. watching the tar out of that. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Oh, I don't know whether we'll make the uh, the theater on that one because my kids kind of went through when, – when they found that show on Netflix, they kind of went mm-hmm. on a binge on it. Oh, and yeah. Then that, that was a while ago, but it's kind of passed. So I don't know whether that they will get sparked again when they see the ads for that. But they I think they've seen a couple of the trailers for it, and they haven't really mentioned wanting to see it. So I think that would probably be for me one of the take it or leave it. If my kids want to watch it, I'll probably watch it with them, but I won't go out of my way to see it. Makes yeah. sense. Say, and I'm going to bait and switch that with the Lego movie too, and uh, we'll go see that one instead. There you go. Oh, there you go. Yep. All right, let's move into March because there's some fun stuff happening in March. We, we're marching into March. We're going to march right into Captain Marvel. Ooh, Captain Marvel. Hey, oh. It's going to be the next time I get to see Nick. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm super excited about Captain Marvel because uh, it appears that they're doing the Secret Wars. Um, yes, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. They're that they're that they're bringing the Secret Wars into it, even if for a brief time. Uh, and it also appears that the cat's probably going to scratch out Sam Jackson's eye. Uh. <laughs> Jeremy, have you seen a preview for this? I'm assuming you have. Yes, I, I'm. Okay. I'm well aware of that. I'm, I would also believe it likely that the cat is responsible for Nick Fury's eye patch. There's no way that the cat's responsible. Here's how it's. Here's how the cat's responsible. The cat is a scroll. <laughs> it's. A, it's. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I, yeah. no, you can't. You know, you, you can't. You can't discount the theory out of hand. Mm-hmm. Sure, it, you can. It's I, it's a scroll animal that can transform itself into a cat. Okay. Yes. Although, let's be honest. I mean, I, I discount the theory, but the cat is in the preview for a reason. Right. That that scenes that scene is there for a reason. It has yeah. to be. Yeah. Marvel's to not just stretched out. Marvel's not just putting a cat in the movie to to, to get the dog vote. <laughs> you know, they're not programming for dogs. Like, oh, look at the cat. Has Nick Fury ever said anything about being a dog person? Uh, not to my knowledge. Or like, I don't like cats. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, well, that'd be kind of funny if that was the thing that he said. Like, it uh, was a thing. Let's, let's pause the recording. Give me 40 hours to go back and watch all of the MCU DVDs <laughs> I have, and I'll get right back to you. <laughs> yeah. If it's there, I'll find it. Jeremy's yeah. calling in sick tomorrow, everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> might not, it might not be too hard. There's like three feet of snow outside, and it's going to be 50 yep. below zero. So, uh, yep. Yeah, by the way, I saw something that uh, – and it's going to be you know a jillion degrees below zero here on uh, – mm-hmm. The next day, Wednesday. Wednesday. When yes. we will be colder, and you will be tomorrow, uh, colder than uh, Siberia. <laughs> oh, Siberia, Antarctica. Yep. Mount Everest. Mount yep. Everest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I saw that we're supposed to have forty and rain on Sunday. So Nick, we're in between Thursday and Sunday. Uh, there'll be a fifty degree temperature swing. That's so ridiculous. which one of you? Which one of you is building the ark? Hashtag pure Michigan. Uh, yeah, no wow. kidding, right? With all that yeah. snow melt. Yeah, it's going to be ridiculous. It's going to be ridiculous. So are you guys excited about Captain Marvel? I yes. am. Definitely. Yeah, super excited. Yeah, I, I have actually not been that excited for one of I think I'm probably more excited for that than Infinity War because Infinity War, I think, just was kind of everybody knew it was going to be a big deal. It's the culmination of all of these things. But now with the Captain Marvel movie, you know that that's some sort of major impact on the lives of half the universe. Cause they're mm-hmm. not bringing her in at this point for a reason. You have the, the end of credit scene at the end of infinity war. So yeah. it's this huge previously untapped element of the MCU. That's going to have a major impact. I'm, I'm all about it. And I think it's pretty cool that they're, you know, hashtag feminism that they're going to, bring in the, the linchpin character, you know, ar- arguably one of the strongest characters in the MCU and it's a woman. So I, I want to see what they're going to do with it. And I think it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. I'm excited to buy my girls a Captain Marvel shirt. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. You know, that's for me as a, as a parent, that's one of those things. It's like, okay, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I also and, love the And fact- I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for that scene from the trailer where Brie Larson punches the old lady in the face. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's going to be great. Yep. You know, and I'm excited for a movie with. I mean, it seems like Samuel L. Jackson's in this movie a lot, and so mm-hmm. that'll be 
that's going to be interesting. Yeah, we haven't had that in a while. No, and the technology they're employing to do it, you know, with all the de-aging stuff, Mm -hmm. you've got technology that, it's like we talked about with Doctor Strange. Mm -hmm. You know, these are movies that when the MCU started, they didn't have the technology to even make the movie. You know, they couldn't do this de-aging stuff 10 years ago. Right. And and look at where we're at. I mean, in, in such a short amount of time, um, you know, we're able to, to make this weird mind-bending Doctor Strange movie. Oh, and by the way, let's take Samuel L. Jackson and make him 25 years younger for the mm-hmm. whole movie. Yeah. Well, and not make it look the, crappy. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's the time of the movie that I think is interesting as to what they're going to do. Because I think we talked about this before where there's the – the opening scene or one of the early scenes in the first Ant-Man movie where they do that with Michael Douglas and you look at it, it's like, holy crap, this, this looks like Michael Douglas from the American president back in like, you know, 1999 or 2000 or or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. It doesn't look like it's CGI at all, but that's just one scene. So I'm interested to see how they're going to do this throughout the course of a movie without making it hokey. I, I I remember when we were talking about this before, we brought up the, the Peter Cushing thing from Rogue One. Yep. Mm -hmm. And that one, because they did the entire thing full CGI, I always thought that would have been better if it would have been just a, you know, you see his reflection in the glass or something like that. But when they Mm -hmm. actually started to follow the character, you did get to the end where I was kind of like, okay, this is getting a little hokey because it's kind of obvious that it's CGI, even if it's really well done. Mm -hmm. But from the trailers, it doesn't look like any of that applies to whatever technology they used for for Samuel L. Jackson. No, and yeah. and the technology, it's only been, what, three years in between Rogue One and now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. weird. Yeah, it's, it's came a long way, baby. So, theater, 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 right? Yeah, definitely. Yes. Oh, clear. Okay. Okay. Um, also in March, uh, Nick, you probably have heard about this one. Have you heard about Us from Jordan Peele? Yeah. Yeah, the the yeah, it's his follow up to uh, not it's it's not a sequel or anything, but it's Correct. his next movie from okay. yeah. uh, Get Out. Yeah, See, that, that's essentially... what I was going to ask. I didn't know whether that was a direct sequel or not. I mean, I would guess that it's probably like he might be, you know, because everybody creates a universe now that it may be, but I don't know really anything about it to be honest. Uh, from what I, I saw, just it's about a, about a family. It. They go to a beach house and they're confronted with their doppelgangers, and that's about all I saw about it today. Oh, that's pretty interesting. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to throw it on here. Did Did you know that he's uh, going to be doing the tw- new Twilight Zone series? I did see that. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I was pretty excited about that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not typically big into the horror genre, but I can understand the respect that he's getting. I mean, to to make a horror movie like he did with Get Out and to have that be nominated for an Oscar, that's that's not a small accomplishment. Mm-mm. So if if you have the ability to take that skill set and that creativity and you're going to bring it to revamping... And The Twilight Zones is, is, I think, a great way to do that because I've gotten so sick and tired of looking at all the TV shows that are on now, especially everything on network TV. It's all like... I was watching, some, I was watching um, golf on CBS the other day and they went through and like every show that they would do an ad for was a reboot. Hawaii yeah. Five-O, Magnum P.I. It's like, okay, did you guys run out of ideas? These are all yes. shows that I watched when I was a kid. But The Twilight Zone is something different because of the nature of that show. You're not rebooting it or remaking it from a plot. It, it's all short stories. So you can pick that back up and continue it. Mm-hmm. And you don't run the risk of it getting stale and just feeling like a reboot of something else. It's almost like the next evolution 
of what Rod Serling started. Yeah. Yeah. Um, although this is also time for my, uh, my bi-monthly plug for Bla- the TV show Black Mirror, which I still feel like is natural progression from the Twilight Zone. Did you watch Benedict Crumplesnatch or whatever Let it was? Let me tell you, Bandersnatch <laughs> was freaking amazing. Okay, good. Good. Did you pick up the was... picture of the family twice? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's a, there's another ending. Phew. I I hit um, I hit all but one of the endings. Okay. I think there's okay. eight endings, and I watched seven of them. Wow! Wow! The Bandersnatch wow. was freaking genius. I mean, it's yeah, it was pretty pretty interesting from what I hear. I mean, it was I a, for anybody watched. who doesn't know, it was a choose your own adventure type show. Yeah, which is pretty great. It was crazy, and so you know, you you were watching, it and it was like, okay, what do you want to do? Do you want to run out of the house, or do you want to kill dad? Did you kill the dad? I did. Yeah, good. That was good well, after I ran out oh, of the house. So- so, based on the previous conversation, this is not a show that Nick should let his child watch. No. No, Nick, that would probably be a really bad idea. You know, I'll probably let him watch it. I'll probably. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and there was, that was one of those decisions, you know, they, they did guide you along the way to, to make certain decisions where, you know, where you had to do this in order for the story to progress. And, and killing the, the father was one of the things that you needed to do in order to push the story forward. But, man, it was great. Hmm. Interesting. So, Interesting. Anyway, Bandersnatch. Yeah. Sounds like a naughty word, but it's not. <laughs> That's right. You didn't have to screw a pig in that one, did you? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay, just, no. just wondered. I don't know. Maybe the they're pulling old fine. plot devices. <laughs> so, anyone who has not watched Black Mirror, skip episode one, go right to two, follow back through at the end. No, don't, follow, no, don't circle it. back through. <laughs> no, circle back through. It's a good episode. Um, okay, so the last movie I wrote down here in March, guys, uh, is Tim Burton's version of Dumbo. Oh. Yeah, this whole, like, live-action Disney, hey, we animated stuff's not really doing it for us anymore, so we got to find another way to start cranking up the U.S. Mint to make us more money. I, I, I can do without this. The whole... Beauty and the Beast and Dumbo and Jungle Book and the Lion King and everything. Eh, no, hey, I'm, Lion I'm King's good. not till July, man. Don't skip ahead. Here's know, here's but... why I I am against this movie. We all know that it should have been Pinocchio, and we all know that Danny DeVito should have been Pinocchio. He's a little short guy. We can make his nose grow. That's why it should have. We should have had Danny DeVito as a puppet. See, like. I have no idea how my brain followed this, but you went to Danny DeVito with Pinocchio and somehow I got Penguinocchio. Oh, I can get behind that too. We could do, I don't you know, know we, where you that know, came we, from. <laughs> leaped well, in my head and I'm, it's, that's there now and it's not going away anytime Well, soon. then let's take that a step further. Live action, happy feet. Danny DeVito is the penguin. Is Penguinocchio. Oh, no, see, I, I like, I, I'm picturing like, Danny DeVito is well cobble pot with his nose that grows. Now oh, understand something yeah. here because there's there's a continuity because if now granted it's not from Dumbo but if you've got Tim Burton doing a live action Disney movie and then that's from Batman Batman Returns which is a Tim Burton movie the creative continuity is there it's not too much of a stretch. I just want to see him do those racist black crows in that movie like and have it be like Dave Chappelle and 
Oh. Jordan Peele and <laughs> Kevin Hart. Kevin, yeah, Kevin Hart. Yeah, makes a homosexual think, joke. I don't think the racist crows are. Have you ever seen a an elephant fly? I've seen a horse fly. I've even seen a dragon fly. <laughs> but I've never seen an elephant fly. <laughs> yeah, probably not going to happen. Although that song's got to be in the movie, right? Uh, yeah, and they have to have the black crows. What if it's the Black Eyed Peas as the Black Crows? What if it's the song? What if it's the, what band? If it's the band, the Black Crows? No, the band, the Black Crows. That's what I thought you were going for. Yeah. yeah. We missed he, the obvious one. He did. He missed the obvious, and it was probably the, the most satisfying solution. See, you understand now. Now I'm going to go back at some point and watch the original movie, and those birds are going to be on the screen, and I'm just going to hear Dave Chappelle and Kevin Hart in my head when they open their mouths. Better or, yet. Probably Keegan-Michael Key. No, David, David, Dave, Dave Chappelle, Kevin Hart, and then the one at the end doesn't speak until like the very last bit. Mike Tyson. <laughs> oh, see, wow! You should go the other way. The one at the end doesn't speak until the end. So you do, you do Dave Chappelle. You do Chris Rock. <laughs> no, no, you do Chris Rock. You do Kevin Hart, and the one at the end, James Earl Jones. Oh, see, or Morgan was- Freeman. Yeah, I was I was gonna go I was gonna go dignified, but I was gonna say Barack Obama. <laughs> oh well, that okay. Just now be... that one actually that'd be actually kind of funny. <laughs> Have you ever seen an elephant fly? <laughs> Too many words all at once. You got to pause in the middle, Nick. Have you ever seen? I, I've never seen an elephant fly. An elephant fly. Sasha Malia. <laughs> and <laughs> oh boy. That's... Okay. Wow, that's actually not bad, Nick. Good job. <laughs> I'm pretty. I can do I can do some presidents pretty I did not have sexual relations with that woman. That was, can you do uh, any Republicans? Do, uh huge. It'll be huge. 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 We're gonna build a wall. We're gonna make Nick and his people pay for it. <laughs> evil can evil's in the actions of evil. <laughs> nope, that was my George Bush. That's as good that was as a pretty got. decent W though. That was a pretty <laughs> But Dr. Evil, no. He's out. Because it makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you guys sound like you're both out on. I gotta keep this thing on. I have not yet made my off the rails sounder, but just be aware it's coming. Well, you're you're doing an admirable job here at keeping this moving, especially yeah, really we're only a what a quarter of the way through the year. We are yep. a quarter of the way through the year. Uh, you guys are both out on Dumbo. It sounds like. Yes. Yep. No. Um. I'm not interested. We might be in. I think it depends on what the reviews sound like. Dumbo, the animated Dumbo, is one of my wife's favorite Disney movies. And so if the reviews start coming out and it sounds like everybody's really enjoying it, we may go see it. But otherwise, we'll just grab it on DVD and and help prop up my Disney stock a little bit. There you go. All right, April. You know what movie is first in April, Nick? Is it Shazam? Oh, it's Shazam. 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 I am excited about Shazam. Yeah, which seems weird to say, but I'm really excited about Shazam. Looks pretty funny. Which, let's yeah, be honest, I'll, when they announced it, it sounded like that. a dumpster fire. What? When they announced it, it sounded like it was going to be a dumpster fire. Oh, it really? Yeah. Did yeah? But I'm into it now. <laughs> Jeremy, well, you're good so too. Here's, here's the weird thing, though, is that I'm going to tie this back into the MCU. Is I had the same reaction that I had initially to Shazam that I did when they announced Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, and. Generally, again, Wonder Woman notwithstanding, I think the uh, D 
DC extended universe, or at least the cinematic part of it has just been a mess. Yep. This actually looks like it, unless it's one of those, I, I feel like there's a risk factor here that the, if the trailers manage to capture every funny minute of the movie, then it's going to be bad. But if yeah, the trailers are representative the of the movie, then I think it's actually going to be pretty good. Here's the reason that I'm so interested in it. The costume has fake muscles, which mm-hmm. is hilarious to me. Um, I like, uh, what's his name from Chuck? Zachary. Uh, yep. That guy. No, that's and not his name. Is it? I don't know what his name is. The guy from Chuck. That's all I know. Yeah. I think that's who it, that's who it is. Maybe, I think it's Zachary Levi. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, so, and, and, uh, I really, really hope that there is a scene with Sinbad. Shaquille O'Neal dressed as Kazam. Shazam. <laughs> I'm really hoping there's a Sinbad in there because of the whole uh, Mandela Shazam. effect. I'm telling you, that was a real movie that I saw. <laughs> I saw that movie. <laughs> Jeremy, did you ever listen to our episode up. about the Mandela effect? Um, it's, I think it's been a long time. I, so I, I don't recall the details, but yeah, I think I did early on. Essentially, uh, giant events get uh, erased out of uh, out of existence, but memories of them stay with some people. Like I've Baron seen Bears that being movie. spelled incorrectly. The Shazam movie with Sinbad is another one. Uh, it the the theorem uh, is famously known for many people believing that uh, Nelson Mandela died in prison, while in this reality he did not. There's no way he died in prison. Okay, but there are many people who remember him dying in prison. There are also apparently a decent number of people who still believe the Earth is flat, but... <laughs> yeah, well, those people are idiots. That's right. That's right. I blame At World's End. <laughs> what, Nick? Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End, I blame that. <laughs> <laughs> you just blame that for everything? Yep, pretty much. Yep. Fair enough. That... The reason the people still like, uh, uh, was that guy's name? Antonio Bloom? Was that guy's name? That Orlando. Name? Yeah, whatever it is. Hey, you can't hate on Legolas from the Lord of the Rings movies. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I might hate everything else that man's done, that gets him a free pass, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Nick, are you going to go see Shazam in the theater? Oh, yeah, I think I'll go see it in the theater. It, it, unless something drastically changes my mind, or I just don't have time, I will go and see it in the theater. Jeremy, like, I, I want to see that. I, I I don't know whether I will make that one, uh, make it to the theater for that one, but that's definitely a, if I don't see it in the theater, I will get it uh, either streaming or on demand or Redbox or something when it comes out. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I don't, I'm not going to probably have time to go see it in the theater, especially with it being... Uh, in between a couple other movies I want to see, but, um, yeah, uh, I'll definitely end up seeing it at some point. Mm -hmm. Nick, did you want to talk about a two shot here? Mm -hmm. Uh, the remake of pet cemetery and the new Hellboy. Either of those. Uh, pet cemetery does, uh, sheerly because it's one of my favorite movies to riff on. Uh, so I, have a special spot in my heart for pet cemetery. Cause I love, and I don't know the guy's name, but who played, you know, um, uh, Herman on the monsters where he says, sometimes dead's better. 
and you know, uh, and Herman and, Munster uh, was um, Ed um, uh, Fred Gwynn. Fred Gwynn. Yeah, uh, I I really Good like work. his like it's one of my favorite movies to like riff on Mystery Science Theater three thousand style. Like he's always got a like he's always got alcohol in his hands, and I always make the joke like I don't have a drinking problem. It's only a problem when they run out, and mm-hmm. like. Yeah. <laughs> and like if we like I always like anytime somebody's talking to him, he's like, Don't go down that road and you know. So I like that movie a lot. But that yeah. I'm really excited about that. You're I can't get about over that. Oh yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. It can't be that kid dying. Uh Hellboy looks very interesting. I like the original Hellboy. So oh, it's sure. interesting. Yeah. So I'm I'm interested in the new the new Hellboy. Um it's not going to be uh, not going to be the same without the original, but yeah, without Ron Perlman. Yeah, but it'll be it'll be good. It looks it looks very good. So, yeah. Jeremy, you have thoughts on either one of those? Uh, Pet Cemetery, not so much. Um, I just never really I didn't really put that much creative energy into thinking about it. I knew it was coming out, and you know, if I ever see it, that's fine. Whatever. Uh, Hellboy, I'm actually really excited about, and it <clears throat> I. I, again, was never into the graphic novels, but I thought the concept was so interesting that when the first Guillermo del Toro movie came out, I really enjoyed that first one. I thought, mm-hmm. for no better reason than just the way that that world was conceptualized on the screen, which I think he's really good at doing that in a lot of his movies. I think, uh, wasn't, um, was it Pan's Labyrinth? Was that another one of his? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That so was a great movie. You get kind of that same really out there visualization. And I was really disappointed in the second Hellboy movie when it came out, um, mm. if for no better reason than uh, David Hyde Pierce, who was the uncredited voice of, uh, what was his name, Abe Sapien in the first one. They didn't bring him back for the second one. I was really disappointed in that. But overall, I thought that movie just kind of ended up being really bloated and overdone. Yeah. So I'm hoping that they come back to something really positive for this. I think it seems a little darker and edgier than rather that, that kind of elaborate over visual world of Guillermo del Toro. Uh, I do not like the fact that, is it Mila Jovovich is the villainous in the new one? I I think think so. And I'm not a big fan of her. So that casting concerns me a little bit, but that one I'll go see. Cause I I really want to, I'm hoping that it comes, it swings back up after the second one. Was it Lilo, Lilo, whatever, Multipass from uh, The Fifth Element? Yeah. And also, what's her name from all 98 Resident Evil movies? (laughs) Right. She was, uh, what's her face? Anne? Yeah. No, not Anne. Chris Redfield. Who? No. No, it was a lady's name from the the whatever. I know. Harry Potter and the (laughs) Prisoner of Mars. I've got it. Nope. Prisoner of Mars. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, damn you. Now I'm not going to be able to see that movie without thinking that for the rest of my life. Thanks a lot. (laughs) Yeah, that's one of those what's once once seen can't be unseen. Yep. Great. Yep. You're welcome. Okay, so here's a movie I'm really looking forward to in April. And I know we've talked about it a lot. Avengers Endgame. Ah, yes. Avengers Endgame. Have you heard... The uh, did I show you guys the crazy theory that's out there about that's, what Endgame is, about yeah. the Reality Stone, uh, and about Tony Stark? Uh, no. Okay, so I watched a forty-five minute long video of oh a guy <laughs> explaining what he thinks is actually going on is actually going to happen during Endgame, 
And I'm starting to think that he's right. So, you know, in the beginning of Civil War, where Tony Stark is, uh, they're, they're using that uh, technology where Tony Stark's having that conversation with his parents. Nick? Yes? You know what we have to do? What? We have Spoil- to play the internet spoiler sounder. Oh, yes, we do. All right, hold on. Potential spoilers are coming. Everything on the internet is true. If it's on Wikipedia, it has to be correct. Somebody Google that. Potential spoilers are here. Okay, Nick, you can keep going now. Okay, Okay. so you know in the beginning of Civil War where Tony Stark's uh, giving that presentation where he's having the conversation as young Tony Stark with his parents right before yes. they leave, you know? Yeah. So, well, what this guy is saying is that that was put into that was put into and given ten minutes in Civil War for a very important reason. Um, what they are actually going to do is use that technology to create a reality where, uh, in co- in combination with, uh, I believe they get the Reality Stone somehow. Uh, no, Ant Man steals the Reality Stone. Then they use that in in corporation with the Reality Stone. To create a reality where they beat Thanos, um, where they beat Thanos and um, basically like trick him into thinking they beat him, you know, and then they bring everybody back to life. That's how they get the gauntlet. Um, but uh, there's a lot more to it that I can't sum up in in this, but I'll send it to you guys and I'll share it on the Facebook. It's very interesting, but that's essentially what it is. Like Ant-Man pulls off the ultimate heist to steal the reality stone from the gauntlet and then they basically use his technology to create another reality because they can't really wield the reality stone, you know, in general. So they break it up and that's why they've got those things on their hands. It's weird. But see, and the theory that I had seen similar in a way, but kind of evolving and set around the time stone, Mm -hmm. the theory was that Dr. Strange put a hex on the time stone, Mm -hmm. which then allowed, um, allowed them to go back in time, which is, again, now that's why they've got stuff on their hands, and that's why you've got people, you know, there's video of them in, like, Battle of New York scenes and stuff, but yeah. same kind of concept. They they mess with the stones, except this one, Doctor Strange puts a hex, essentially, on the time stone and yeah. well, allows there's, them there's, to go back in yeah, time. Yeah, they allude to that in Infinity War, because there's that scene where he's fighting whichever one of the children of Thanos that he's been, he says something about that you can't, you can't remove like you can't remove the spell of a dead man or something like that. Uh-huh. It, you know, yeah, I've I've read that one yeah. too. The, the reality stone one's new, but yeah. and it's funny when you when you talk about that theory for the reality stone. Did you guys see Ready Player One? Not yet. Not yet. Okay, so there's a there's a scene. I, I read that book, which I would read the, it, love like the, the book. Pop culture, the, the the book was really good. The uh, the the only thing I could think of when I watched the movie is how much time and money they had to spend trying to put together all the licensing for the pop culture <laughs> references that are yeah. in there. But there's a there's actually a scene in the movie uh, in the movie, and I think it was referenced in the book as well, where it's something similar to that, where they're tricking using the the Oasis to trick the bad guy into thinking that something some other reality is happening. So that was when you were talking about that. That was the first thing I thought of. Yeah, and I think <laughs> that's essentially what. Yeah, and and like they use the. The time, or not the 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 
to create the, you know, to go back in time and see, to view the realities and relive them uh, basically as like a strategy. Like, what could we do differently? And yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. I think it's pretty safe to say that uh, Endgame is a theater movie for all of us. Oh, yes. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. All right. Now, now the next movie, this is May we're moving into. Uh, This may be the most anticipated movie of the year. Detective Pikachu. <laughs> I'm no, not going to not the most anticipated. No, no, I'm not going to. While I love Ryan Reynolds, I just don't think I'm going to see it. Really? Yeah. I'm not going to see At it. At all? No. I mean, I might watch it, like, with the kids. Hmm. But, yeah, I'm know. probably in the same boat. I don't have much of a desire to see that one, but my kids are fairly big into Pokemon on and off, so sooner or later, I don't even think they know about the movie yet, but sooner or later they will discover it and say they want to watch it, and as long as there's not anything horrible in it, it's like, all right, fine, whatever. Yeah. And I've got, George is, uh, George is very much into Pokemon, like, he gets four bucks in his pocket and he wants to go buy a pack of Pokemon cards. Nice. And, uh, he's excited about this movie, but, uh, it'll depend on whether, it'll depend on how the movie is, you know. He's yeah. only 11, and so sometimes those PG-13 movies are appropriate for 11-year-olds, and sometimes they're most certainly not. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think the danger is getting Ryan Reynolds in a movie like that because it's yep. like, all right, how, how, how tongue-in-cheek is the Ryan Reynolds tongue-in-cheek humor going to be? Yep. Yep, I couldn't agree more. Um, now, while not a highly anticipated movie, I want to throw this one out here. Did you guys know that they're making a biopic of Tolkien? I'm very glad that you oh. mentioned it because that was on my notes to bring up, and I figured it might be one that was overlooked. So good for you. I got you. That's good, interesting. Good man. Yeah, that's uh, that one. There doesn't seem to be a whole lot of information out there about that, but that one, if if it does go according to schedule, I will be there to see that. And did you see who's actually playing Tolkien in that movie? Oh, you know, I I saw it the other day, and I can't think of who it is off the top of my head. It's uh, it's Nicholas Holt who plays Beast in the rebooted X Men. That's movies. exactly right. Yep, it's Beast. Yeah, I that one. I mean, just just based on general principle, for a whole bunch of reasons, I would go see that one. But if it's, <laughs> I I think that it seems to be one of those that's probably done on a little bit more of an indie level, which means they can put a lot more creativity and nuance into the story. And I love those books and. I, you know, being a military history guy, Tolkien has a lot of connections to the First World War. So I will, that one, that one, I will be there with bells on when it comes out in the theaters. Gotcha. I like that. That sounds, I, I'm, I'm actually pretty interested in that. Didn't, how have I not known that that was coming out? It's, it, I don't think it's very, um, I don't think it's real super high budget. Yeah. Is it not? Yeah, I think it's an indie yeah. studio. I don't think it's, um, it's oh, so it's, than, okay. That makes sense. But I thought the whole the point of it seemed uh, seemed pretty interesting. Heck yep. yeah! Uh, I assume from the uh, the fact that you guys weren't in on Dumbo that you're also not in on the Will Smith vehicle Aladdin. Oh, nope. I'll go see that. That comes out in May. Give me that. So you don't want to see Dumbo, but you're in for no. Aladdin. Heck yeah! Whole new world, live action, floating around there. Yeah. Okay. Right. Get the opening sequence. Yeah, one jump ahead of the something, and then that monkey, you know he's going to be hilarious. It's going to be the one from Outbreak. You know it's going to be funny. 
<laughs> From Cedar Creek, California, site of the viral infection. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm impressed that you think that. I'm, I'm impressed you think that monkey's still alive. Of course he oh, is. That poor, that poor monkey's so dead. Yeah, he's got to be he's what, 30 years old now. He's he's 876 years old, just like Bob Backlund. <laughs> Bob Backlund's still alive. The, Bob the Backlund's still alive. Yeah, he's 876 years old. I'm sure he just took a choke slam from somebody the other day. <laughs> and strangely enough, when the monkey from Outbreak shows up on set, he brings Donald Sutherland and Morgan Freeman with him, and it's really weird. Oh man, he's the only ones that can handle Outbreak Two, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> That'd be so great. You know, at, at, at running the risk of digressing into Outbreak for a quick second, that movie no, has look, let's actually, do it. That movie has actually, as an English major and somebody who works with several other people who write a lot and who appreciate the written word, there is a scene in that movie and there's a line that I can't tell you the number of times that I have quoted it. There's a scene where Kevin Spacey, who plays uh, Dustin Hoffman's like uh, number two. No, yeah, like chief of staff or whatever it is. Yeah. He's writing an email and Hoffman's dictating it to him over his shoulder and he writes all this stuff and he talks about how he wants it to say that, you know, this is a, you know, this, this disease is alarmingly dangerous and goes through and finishes writing and he's looking over Kevin Spacey's shoulder and says, alarmingly, you didn't write alarmingly. And Kevin Spacey looks at him and says, it's an adverb, Sam. It's a lazy tool of a weak mind. <laughs> and I have used that line so many times at work, it's not even right. <laughs> so whatever impact the producers of Outbreak wanted to have, they got it out of me with that one Kevin Spacey line. Oh, and it's but such it, a great line too. Yeah, and you know they were like, "We're putting this in there. Somebody's going to appreciate it." And it was yep. you, the writer. <laughs> the yeah, writer is yeah. like, "This is great. This yeah, is gold yeah. here, people." No, you got to hit that line hard. <laughs> hit it hard, <laughs> hard Come Spacey. On. Hit right. it like you hit that intern last night. Oh, oh. too soon. Allegedly. Allegedly. Well, again, so we're not sued for libel. Uh, <laughs> Allegedly, yes. Allegedly. Per the media. I got yes. nothing but love for Kevin, for Kevin Spacey. Did you guys see, um, he had a, a, a video that he put on YouTube. Did you guys see that around Christmas? No. He, no. Okay, so, no surprise, I'm a, I, I know we've talked about, I'm a big fan of Game of Thrones, or uh, uh, House, of, House of, Cards. of Cards. It's the same thing, just a different chair. <laughs> Yeah, uh, did not care for the new season of House of Cards at all. Thought it sucked. Um, so Kevin Spacey was in character of Frank Underwood, talking about how you know things that you've heard about me aren't true, and I'll defend myself. And just because you know, you know it's like you didn't see me die, so how do you know I'm dead? Um, it was, it was, and he just did it like in his kitchen or whatever, but did it in character. And I enjoyed the like three minute weird video of Kevin Spacey as Frank Underwood more than I enjoyed the entire sixth season of House of Cards. We can all agree that that's a very unfortunate name for him to have given the current situation. Uh, Underwood. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. The last movie in May uh, is one I'm looking forward to Godzilla King of the Monsters you yeah. that's gonna be awesome I have been very impressed with the way that the MonsterVerse has been done up to this point uh, I think the first Godzilla movie came out right around my birthday and that was I told my wife because we were like going out of town and she asked me what I wanted for my birthday I said I want you to take me to Godzilla she was like <laughs> really yeah I want you to take me to Godzilla and she, I think she fell asleep like 20 minutes into the movie didn't <gasps> care just like I'm just gonna watch this <laughs> she fell asleep? She did. Although, I, I'm kind of weirded out after um, 
after seeing that movie and then seeing Avengers Age of Ultron, because the two stars, you have uh, Elizabeth Olsen and Aaron Taylor Johnson, who are in both of those movies, and they play husband and wife in one movie and brother and sister in another movie, which is a little weird. It is a little odd. But, yeah. no, I, I thought that was really good. Um, I, I thought Brian Cranston was awesome in the first mm-hmm. uh, first Godzilla movie. I loved Kong Skull Island. So they're, I think they're they're doing a very good job. They're batting a thousand so far in the MonsterVerse, mm-hmm. and I know there's a couple more on deck. So I'm hoping I'm hoping they don't overshoot with this one because they're bringing everything into this. It's got Godzilla, it's got Rodan, it's got Mothra, it's yeah. got King Ghidorah. So I don't know whether that's going to be too much. Sounds like somebody knows his Godzilla. It yeah. does. It does. So it's going to be interesting to see whether they overdo it. But and then I, I think the the fourth one or the final one that they're going to do is Godzilla versus Kong, which sure. I'm still entirely convinced that's going to be believable. But I'm I'm all in for this one. I will be at the theater for that. I just like that they haven't screwed the pooch on this whole thing. Yes. Uh, like, because, I mean, they could have. I mean, let's be honest. It could have ended up like Tom Cruise is the mummy. Uh, oh, yeah. And But, no, it's. I mean, you're exactly right, Jeremy. It's been, like, it's been really, really good. Like, you know, everything that you would want out of something like this, you've got them. Yep. And yeah, you just hope I... that they don't suffer from I did not see the original Godzilla in a timely manner. Um, and in fact, watched Kong Skull Island first just because mm-hmm. it had, I mean, it had, uh, it had Loki in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm in. Mm-hmm. I'm in. And so um, we watched that, my wife and I, and we were both like, this is great. And so then went and got Godzilla because I'm like, well, this is part of the same like movie universe and whatever. And we both really enjoyed Godzilla. So she and I are both really looking forward to this. That's always awesome too. When, you know, when you're both looking forward to it, mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of a good forward to very many movies. I was going to say, right. Yeah. Like that normally well, happens. Our tastes in my are favorite. different. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I, I, mean, I look forward to Shazam and Captain Marvel and, and she's more, yeah. uh, not that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So it's always interesting when you can, Find something you're mutually like, this is a good show. Now, I don't know that we'll make it to the movie theater to watch it. It'll sure. be a Black Friday purchase for us. Mm. Well, but, sure. Uh, we'll end up watching it for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anything else on Godzilla? Uh, I really like when go the Bob and Tom show, when they say Godzilla and the Asian people call in, they go, Godzilla! Godzilla! Yes. Yeah, that's really funny. That's some sort of stereotyping. Um, Okay, into June, the last month of this particular episode of uh, of our of our little shoe, uh, yes. Nick. Uh, I didn't think this day would ever come, but Dark Phoenix is coming out. So I'm scared uh, because Dark Phoenix is a very good, uh, very good story, and I think that they're gonna screw it up. <laughs> Uh, what, are you telling me up. that you do not have faith that Sansa Stark can <laughs> like pull the emotional energy of the Dark Phoenix arc into her acting? I honestly I think that's don't. That's exactly I, what Nick is saying. They're going to screw it up, and it is like like this is the first thing I remember. Like when I think about the X Men, is I think of the Phoenix Force. Like that's. It's it's like that synonymous with the X Men for me, and 
they're going to screw it up. <laughs> and so, I mean, I guess, and they're going to use Jean Grey. Um, uh, because, and if you follow the X-Men comics, um, Cable's daughter, Hope, um, is also um, a vessel for the Phoenix Force. Um, but obviously they haven't introduced her yet. Uh, as a character, they introduced her in, you know, Deadpool 2, but um, they don't dive deeply into that. But um, they're going to screw it up. Mark my words. Here's what's well, going to happen. It's, but it's, oh, it's interesting that you mentioned that because if you go back and think about it, and again, not being a huge devotee of the comics, a lot of times in the movies, whether it's DC or Marvel, they don't do a very good job at any villain that purports to be somewhere close to all-powerful. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. DC messed up Doomsday in Batman versus Superman. Oh. Just bad. Yeah. Um, then you have Galactus from the Fantastic... What was it? Fantastic Four yeah. Rise of the mm-hmm. Silver Surfer. Mm-hmm. You have Apocalypse from... X-Men, X-Men Age of Apocalypse. Apocalypse yeah. So again, like, you have all of these this supreme villains and they just kind of wet the bed when they put them on the screen. So I, yeah, I, again, I don't, I don't have the emotional connection to that, that, that I think you do, but I would be a little bit concerned. They're going to screw it up. It's, I mean, it, it's fairly simple. I mean, there's this force coming to destroy the world. Jean gray is, you know, knows it's coming. It attaches itself to her. She becomes crazy evil. And then, I mean, they're going to screw it up. It's... They are, but Nick, it, it's. did you see what I put on our Facebook page about how they go about fixing all this? Uh, no. Okay, so so obviously the Disney acquisition of, of 20th Century Fox is, is mm-hmm. moving forward, which means that finally the X-Men will be able to be part of the MCU along with the Fantastic Four. But mm-hmm. the question is, how do you... How do you make it all work, right? Mm-hmm. Multiverses. Ah, that is how you make it work. You introduce the multiverses into the. Here's what you can do: so you introduce multiverses into the MCU, right? Mm-hmm. And what you get to come out of the multiverses is new representations of the X Men. So you mm-hmm. don't have to try to worry about how do you reboot the X Men without um, without Wolverine. You know, mm-hmm. you know what? You just move on forward with somebody new. How do you how do you come to terms with the fact that uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans are starting to get really expensive? You know what? Multiverses, new versions. Mm-hmm. How are they going Fixes to all the problems? But how are they going to introduce the multiverse? Uh, I don't know. That's what they have. That's what they, I don't, if I gave them all the ideas, then they wouldn't need writers. <laughs> well, there's that. So you know what? Scarlet Witch goes crazy. And goes, and, kills all ah, and she says, I no more mutants. can't take it anymore. And then she says, like, I need more, no more options. Mutants. And then, boom, the multiverses. I don't like that idea. Oh, whatever. They can figure something out. Shoot it so. again. Shoot it again. <laughs> Shoot it again. Shoot it again. Here's what happens. Tony Stark. Yep. And Hank Pym. Yep. Uh, open up uh, the negative zone. Yep. And at the same time, uh, the Fantastic Four is also creating and opening up a portal to the negative zone. Johnny Storm gets lost in the negative zone, comes out, um, 
And then he uh, comes out the other side. And they're like, who are you? And he's like, I'm Johnny Storm. Who are you? And then blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, they open up another portal to that side. And then they're like, hey, we're the Fantastic Four. And they're like, well, that's weird. And then they've got, then there you go. Multiverse. <laughs> well, we'll flesh this idea out a little bit more later. That's right. That's right. Um, either of you interested in The Secret Life of Pets 2? Heck. Oh, you didn't say The Secret Traveling of the Traveling Pants 2. Nope. No. Oh. No. Uh, Secret Life of Pets 2. I'm okay with that. My kids enjoyed the first one. I thought yeah. it was whatever. I think I even fell yeah. asleep. I mean, it wasn't theater. fantastic, but yeah, the kids it was, enjoyed it. It was all right. It had a couple of moments, but it's another one of those where you're just, you're cranking out money here because you're marketing to an audience that doesn't differentiate. So I'm kind of like, all right, that was an interesting story to tell once. Yep. What more do you really need to tell for another, another hour and under forty-five dollars are the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants 2 coming back? <laughs> Not this year, nope. Okay. Nope. I'm holding out. I'll get my petition ready. You know what is coming back? What? Men in Black has a new movie coming yeah. out this year. Yes. Yeah. Chris Hemsworth. Men in Black starring, starring uh, Thor and Valkyrie. And Valkyrie. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited about that. I'm a sucker for Men in Black. I just, I want to see if Liam Neeson's character is going to go into you know, his lines from Taken. I hope that they do. I will find I you. hope so. I don't know who you are, but I have a very specific set of skills. <laughs> uh, I haven't listened to a lot of Frank Caliendo. There's oh, a, boy. There, there, so so at, at the risk of, again, at the risk of digressing from Men in Black, there's another Liam Neeson movie. I don't know whether it's like already come out or it's just coming out. Have you seen this where he's like, um, He's like a snowplow driver in some northern city, and he's like, his like son was got involved in some gang or something, or with these drug dealers, and so he's trying to set things right. I, I basically, I, I think based on the trailers that I've seen, it's like taken in a snowplow. Oh, it's like so Die it's Hard like, on a plane. Die hard. Yeah, kind of like, like that. Die Hard on a bus. That's the stupidest idea. Ever. <laughs> we we should do Die Hard on a bus. And we should get Neo to play the guy. <laughs> side note, if I if I had a snow plowing business, I'd call it plowing you on the side because I'd keep my original job. <laughs> <laughs> if I was if I was gonna do that, there's no way I couldn't do anything I couldn't do anything other than call my business Mr. Plow. Like I was gonna say this. it had to be Mr. Plow. Yeah. I told my wife that joke and she I said I should start a plowing business and she was like, Mr. Plow, go ahead. And I was like, No, I was gonna call it plowing you on the side. <laughs> Because mm-hmm. I'm going to keep my day job. Yeah, <laughs> and what and did she, she have to say to yeah. that, Nick? She's like, you're an idiot. Hiya. <laughs> uh, well, okay, and I'll tell you this. I've been telling a lot of corny jokes lately. So I told her a joke. I said, um, so I said, I said, Stephanie, we had pop at work today. And uh, I didn't want to get up from my desk. And so I told this guy, Chad, I was like, I was like, Chad, get, will you get me one of those pops? And he was like, yeah, sure. So I didn't think he was going to, I thought he was just going to come over and hand it to me. But he threw it at me mm-hmm. and it hit me in the head. And I and, and I paused and she's like, oh my gosh! And I was like, yeah. I was like, but I was okay because it was a soft drink. <laughs> and she and her response to that was, you really need to get a life. <laughs> so your wife I, I, is a saint. Yep. You just you hold your hand up for the high five and just say dad jokes, dad yep. jokes. Pretty much, pretty much. You could do the. Oh, it's um, good. I do the high five. My high five myself. <laughs> myself no friends. No friends. <laughs> 
Yep. Pretty much all I do at work. <laughs> yep. So, Bill, I did look this up. Uh, yep. It is a February 8th release date. It's called Cold Pursuit. That is okay. the Liam Neeson in a snowplow movie. That really does sound like... <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, taking it sure. yeah, you, 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 I mean, we don't we don't have to go back uh, five months to revisit that, but you can kind of put a pin in that. Is nice. yeah, nice. <laughs> good to know. Okay, February eighth, okay. everybody. Um, the last one in June, guys. Toy Story four. What are they gonna do? Win what? In Toy Story four. Well, yeah, I don't know. This one's like a love story between. Uh, Woody and Bo Peep is what I heard. That's what the first one was. Well, this one they actually have little children and they're like little ceramic cowboys. Well, how are they going to make that explain that? <laughs> Same way they explain toys on the incinerator in Toy Story 3. I still won't let my kids watch that one. Look, yeah, there, that means that there I mean, that's is like that, tough. OK, so you t- talk tough. So that means that there's a lost scene in Toy Story somewhere where Woody's banging, <laughs> banging Bo Peep. Yeah. Uh, I imagine like in a toy, I, like, I imagine like in a toy box and Mr. Potato Head's like trying not to look, but his eyes, keep you know, hitting wheezy and, and so yeah, you hear the squeak. Yeah. He's like, that he's like turned away, but like holding his eyes over yeah, his shoulder. <laughs> exactly. And, and his wife's like, don't look. And he's like, I'm trying not to. And then there's the squeaker toy keeps yeah. just like squeaking over yeah. and over because Woody keeps and the binoculars and then, are looking. And it's squeaking faster and faster yeah. and faster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you have to explain to a kid why her doll is son- suddenly pregnant. I mean, we're assuming that the gestation period of toys is uh, a normal gestation period. I assume it's relatively stuff. short, actually. And then, and then all of a sudden, uh, <laughs> then all of a sudden it's, uh, you know, and then all of a sudden there's new toys and you're like, where did these new toys come from? Why are they all sticky? And <laughs> Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> like it doesn't make sense. Wouldn't Bo like... Peep have been sticky before? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, there's goop. You have to clean it off. And, <laughs> I mean, if the toys aren't like, <laughs> like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, and they're like, did the, did the dog throw up in here on these toys? What's going on? And Gross. the dog comes in. The dog comes in and licks them clean, and then that's the last you hear about that. It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I have to let everyone know Jeremy no longer wants to be associated with the Pillow Talk podcast. <laughs> also, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I, I just, I'm, I'm going to need to go refresh my drink here after that. So, Also, the name of the movie, Toy Story 4, play. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Um, well, that's the end of the first half of our 2019 movie preview. Join us next week for the back end. Is <laughs> it Toy Story 5? More to look yeah. forward to on the back end? Yep, pretty much. All right, and we're done, everybody. See you next week. See you next week. (laughs) But what of the things that we've shared? What of all the the sweet words that you spoke in private? Uh, Oh, well, that's just what we call pillow talk, baby. Thank you for listening to the Pillow Talk podcast. The theme song to Pillow Talk is Carrie Says All Right by The Hard Lessons. Find more information on them at thehardlessons.bandcamp.com. Visit us on the web at Local Flavors. I forgot. <laughs> at Local Flavors Productions.net. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to Pillow Talk. Pillow.